Humans are social creatures, but we aren't the only ones. Gregarious animals hang out together, especially during mating season. But what if you're both sedentary and gregarious, which is another way to say a friendly homebody? The common rock barnacle is in such a predicament. How can they put down roots and make friends and more barnacles? Sometimes you just need to reach out to others in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can visit us at our home on the web at ldtaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, Tristan Taylor, Jesse Raspolich, Kira Raspolich, and Richard Kaspar. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on. And today we're talking about sea critters with their own clear plastic-looking straw. But more on that later. They're the ones that are contributing to that massive Pacific garbage pile. Garbage floating <laughs> island. It's the... It's the it's these guys that are putting the plastic straws into our oceans. It's plastic looking, I'll say. They should they it's should switch plastic. to paper so that they too can have a straw that, so that breaks straws. down instantly and it doesn't work. So you can make paper tea out of every drink. Yeah, you so drink. that you can have little like sea monkey level of cardboard floating in all of your nice uh, beverages. But what animal are we talking about? We're talking about the barnacle, the common rock barnacle, or the common barnacle. Yeah, and this was a uh, animal that was suggested on t- Twitter <coughs> by a comet. A full, like, blazing comet hurtling towards Earth suggested this animal. <laughs> Is a comet the one? Is it it, what, what's the one that breaks the atmosphere? Uh, an asteroid is just out there in space. Uh, um, is a comet? Does it mean it's like primarily ice? A comet is, yeah, it's ice, and its tail is the ice that's like being evaporated and burnt off. Made of dust and ice that orbit the sun. Oh, it has to orbit the sun. And then a meteor comes, comes to Earth. Earth. Or a meteorite is the one that lands on the ground. I think a meteor enters the atmosphere, a meteorite lands on the ground. I don't know. I don't know for sure. Hmm. But uh, in any case... Thank you thank to you a comment. Com- a comment. <laughs> a comment. Wait, what was the, user's, what uh, was the person's name? A comet. Oh, just a comet. Yeah. I coughed I when you said uh, it, so I thought you have... I thought I was like, oh, this person's name must be Haley. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, there's there's like an at, but I don't know I don't know the procedure for these like things where it's like somebody just sends us an email, somebody sends us a tweet. Do they want to be like put out there on the internet? Do they want us to say their usernames? Or full names. I'm not really sure. No, they just want us to use so their, this is just the, their, their their handles. Like a rapper. This is the nomenclature that they've 
put as their name, not the, not the at. All right. Well, thank you. A comet for your <laughs> suggestion. This is a slightly different animal than we're than we're uh, used to doing, but an animal nonetheless. The the common rock barnacle is also known as, like I said, just the common barnacle, also the northern rock barnacle, but we're going to call it here the barnacle boxer. Barnacle boxing. Get it? Uh, and? Yes. Flanky panky. <laughs> uh, the, a comment um, just suggested barnacles in general. And, uh, and this is, this one is like the, if you look at it, like this is the kind that's like underneath boats and stuff. Like, this is the one you this know. This is the love. common barnacle. <laughs> this is the common one. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one where at the bottom right hand of the card, it's just a circle. No diamond, no star, just a circle. If it was in your inventory, <laughs> it would be gray. Not green, not blue, not purple or yellow. Gray. It's the gray barnacle. <laughs> uh, but what is a barnacle, you know? Is it a plant? Obviously not. It's a, this is this is an animal podcast. So, what kind of animal is it? Let's taxonomize this. The taxonomy is quite interesting. Yes, you might be surprised to learn who who, who the barnacle's brethren are. Um, the kingdom is one you know, love, and of course are in, and that's Animalia. It's an animal. Uh, the phylum is arthropoda so it's an arthropod which is right away i am surprised i'm i i was surprised was, but I, I thought they were mollusks but i i was surprised but then i realized i probably shouldn't have been considering that it, it considering that it is it's the whole animal is inside of this exoskeleton which is an just quintessentially but so is a clam thing no well but the clam i guess the clam opens like a barnacle. But it's not completely enclosed, I guess. A clam? Oh, I guess I see what you're saying. But please continue. It is an exos uh, uh, a chitinous exoskeleton. Maybe it is the material. Uh, a mollusk's... I don't know. I didn't know. I, yeah, I didn't know it was a... Yeah. The sub. So ar arthropods are insects... And all kinds of things, um, including the subphylum Crustacea. Yes. It's a crustacean. The cellar door. It is, uh, it, it is kindred with the crabs and the lobsters uh, and the, um, the wood lice. Uh, the class is mm -hmm. Thecostraca, which is, uh, a, you know, a, a bunch of, a group of marine invertebrates, um, barnacles making up a large portion of those. The subclass is Cirripedia, Cirripedia, uh, which will be... It'll be apparent why it's called that in a bit. Siri uh, being a, a huge part of its anatomy. And, you know, we know what pedia is. It's 
has to do with its foot. Kind of. Um, the order is Balanomorpha. Balanomorpha? Um, that's, that's an order of just barnacles. Uh, the f- which is probably not as delicious as it sounds. Um, the family is Bal- Balanidae. Just bland. Bland barnacles. <laughs> uh, the genus is Semibalanus. And the species is Balanoides. It's a lot of balans going semi-balanus on. Semibalanus sounds like a negative way to say semi sweet. Semi, it's semi. Yeah, it's like, it's the glass half empty of semi. <laughs> yeah, semi sweet. It's like oh, it's half sweet. Well, it's also half bland. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's, what just, that's what I'm going to say about every every time there's semi sweet chocolate chips. They're just sem- yeah. semi bolanas <laughs> chocolate chips. Um, but yeah, the bi- binomial nomenclature is semi bolanas balanoides. So, since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Cue the music. Critter groups. The part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question, and that question is the same every time. What is the name of a group of this animal, or what is the term of entry, or what is the collective noun? If you saw a group of barnacles, which if you've seen one barnacle, you have seen a group of barnacles, um, most likely in the wild... Uh, what would you call it? Would you call it A, an encrustment of barnacles? B, a cluster hmm. of barnacles? C, a bloom of barnacles? Or D, a ballast of barnacles? I love an encrustment of barnacles, but I'm going to go with a cluster. Final answer. Should have gone with your heart. The answer is encrustment. Dang! See, you always follow your gut or your heart, whichever organ is best at leading you places. C.S. Lewis would have said, "Yeah, your heart, your chest, your gut." C.S. Lewis is associated with hedonism, and it needs to be tempered by the chest. Their god is their belly. That's what (laughs) Paul says. Uh, yeah, listen to your heart and choose encrustment. Although the Bible also says... The heart is evil. Don't listen to your heart. <laughs> don't don't yeah. do that. Um, yeah, it's an encrustment of barnacles. I hate it. I hate this. It's I gross. love it. Well, it's very... It, it, that's exactly what it is. It is exactly what it is. It is perfect, and I hate it. Um, <laughs> also, just looking at lots of pictures of these encrustments of barnacles, which can be accurately described as clusters of barnacles, is to me pretty gross. A um, An encrustment is when you put the crust back on your uncrustables. <laughs> you just take... But it's not even the same kind of bread. You just take, like, whole wheat Petridge Farm... And like put it, like cut it around your uncrustable. Breathe, yeah, breathe it. It's your, it's your like crust garnish on your un- Smucker's uncrustables. Crust garnish. Um. All right. Um. Uh, do you want to know what an encrustment of 
rock particles looks like. Sure. Uh, well, there's actually not a whole lot uh, to them, at least on the outside. Um, they are l- l- uh, little pock marks. They're little uh, domes, little volcanoes attached to the sides of rocks and uh, just any structure that's really uh, in the intertidal zone. Uh, they have six grayish wall plates uh, that are all around in this kind of hexagonal form. And uh, at the top of them, they don't all meet together. At the top of them is a, uh, a, a device called an operculum, which is an opening, something that they could open and, and close. Um, just more plates. Uh, and this, uh, this operculum, so when you're, just, when you're looking at it and it's closed, it just looks like a, looks like a, a bunch of plates together in this just hard shell. That's all you're seeing is a shell. Uh, but when the barnacle is underwater, the operculum opens and this appendage called the Siri, which is what we mentioned earlier, this comes from the subclass Cirripedia. Uh this feathery appendage uh, extends out into the water and it's used to filter food to eat um, these Siri uh, at least for the common rock barnacle uh, it's a just a kind of a brown like comb of tentacles uh, kind of like a, a, a sea star feathery um, appendage that sticks out uh and it's kind of yeah it acts as a comb acts as a net uh in order to 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 capture food um but that's that's pretty much all you're going to see of the inside of a barnacle uh if you see a uh you know if it's all dried out then you're just going to see the husk um but the actual animal that's inside of the uh of the shell is uh, a huge part of its anatomy is this big siri it's like, hey Siri, what's there to eat? Uh, zooplankton, buddy. Um, but it's, it, they, they are they are pretty small, They're small like pimple things. So how how small are they? How small are they? Um, welcome to the beloved Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio of yourself saying, singing, or chittering the words Measure Up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have any Measure Up intro this week. So that means we get to hear from a barnacle. A barnacle is going to introduce the show. Is it everyone's favorite barnacle? Is it everyone's favorite sidekick? Oh, no, it isn't. No? It's not Barnacle Boy? I don't think so. No, I forgot about Barnacle Boy. Uh, Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Do you know what that sound is? I don't believe it's a barnacle. It is, but not a the not the kind we're talking about. It's a barnacle, which is a sedentary alien from Half Life. 
that like reaches its tongue down at you and oh, like tries to grab you. Oh, it's those. Uh, yeah, I think they they're just called barnacles. You're right. Yes, those things are, are yeah. terrifying. They just their tongues <laughs> just hang down, and if you get caught in one, it just rises you up to the surface, and you're just like, huh? I wonder why everything's starting to get further away, and then you look up in this giant like mouth is alien mouth is munching on your face <laughs> uh there are barnacles do make a sound like a slight clicking sound when they open and close um and there is a video of that but it's one of those videos that's super annoying where it's like i'm gonna talk for 20 minutes and then i'm gonna play room noise for another five before you hear the clicking randomly one time very briefly and then more room noise so i didn't want to play it yeah you gotta when you're making these videos you got to turn your room noise generator just all the way down just edit (laughs) you already edit it just cut out some of the dead air why uh okay that's neither here nor there um it's everywhere let's talk length they're between 2.5 centimeters to 7.5 centimeters. How I don't forget what that is in freedom units. How many barnacles go into the height of Samus Aran? Oh, by the way, this is the the we're still in the empathetic the age of empathy of uh, of Measure Up, where we focus on Carlos's likes and interests in order to soften the blow of having to do math. <laughs> So you just finished Metroid, right? Yes. So we're talking, and you said video games is one of the the things that you care about. So we're talking Samus Aran. How many barnacles go into the height of this uh, space bounty hunter? I here's a hint. The Metroid character Samus Aran is a human. That was adopted and raised by the mysterious alien race, the Chozo. Though she is human by birth, she was infused with Chozo DNA. She's described as a super athlete beyond the capabilities of a normal human, even outside the suit. Here are height. uh, Her height is something of a debate. Her height is first listed in an issue of Nintendo Power under a section on personal data which sounds like it's inherent to her without her iconic orange suit. But when she is outside her suit, she is almost never depicted at that canonical height. And she's never, she's not outside her suit in the entirety of the only Metroid game I've played, which is Metroid Prime. She's outside the suit in other M and she's like, if you look at her height compared to other characters, she's doesn't look right. She her height is not right in um, Super Smash when she's outside the suit, but no one's is like Pikachu's supposed to be like really tiny, and Ridley, her bad guy, is supposed to be like a drag, like huge, but they're all like you know they all have to share a stage. Yeah, it would be really annoying if you had to play Pikachu in like an actual mouse. <laughs> but also in the video, in even in the like the 
shows in video game. Pikachu's not an actual mouse. He's more like a cat. But still, wouldn't want to play a fighting game where I had to play something the size of a cat. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say maybe the Chozo DNA made her six. And have she was uh, the, adopted by the Chozo when she was three, I think. Or no, her training, said, her Chozo training began. When but she you was said three. she was like infused with the DNA, right? That yes. sounds like something that would make you taller. And I did fight the Chozo ghosts and stuff in Metroid Prime, and they were pretty tall. So you know, a little like bird, alien, uh. Reptilian almost things. We're going to say, I'm going to say six beat. Which would be like, not, which would be pretty tall for a girl. But not like, not out, like just out of this world. <laughs> like, so maybe six and a half feet. Like that's, that would, that's, that's really uncommon. Um, so six species. Twenty six. Twenty six barnacles go into the height of Samus Saran. Final answer. Yes. The correct answer is twenty five. Oh. <laughs> that is a victory. She's Samus is six foot oh, three. Wow. Although mo modern Samus is now is depicted as at between like five three and five five, which I don't I don't like. I like the idea of this space bounty hunter being like a master chief, like m more than a normal human. He, look, Let her be six. Here's three. the thing: on one hand, you have a cool bounty hunter in the suit. That until until pretty recently I didn't even know it was a girl, and then on the other hand, outside of the suit, you have to have an anime girl, and she can't be six and a half feet tall. She can. You can. You can be hot and tall. Not by Japanese anime standards. You have to be small and pathetic in order to in order to be attractive. <laughs> I bet you. Uh, I bet you. Outside the of the suit, she's pigeon toed. I Bet you. Some things that surprised me about that issue of Nintendo Power, where it says that she's six three and one hundred and ninety eight pounds, um, which is that's that's a hero like genetically modified hero height and weight. Good, do that. That's interesting. Um, but then you look at there's a diagram of her. Like what? Where she is in the suit? Like the suit is transparent; you can see her inside. Um, and her sh the shoulder, the big shoulder pads. Her shoulders are nowhere near it. Her shoulders are fully enclosed in the torso of the suit, which means halfway down her bicep, bicep, her arm is is the first time her arm clears the torso, which also means how does she like reach around up and forward? 
and stuff. Like her, she, the, her, this, her fingers are articulating. She, it sounds like by the, your standard that what, what you're describing, she can't. Her her hands wouldn't reach into the glove at the end of the suit. She wouldn't be able to do that. No, it does. That it does. So I don't know. I don't. I I doubt they put a whole lot of thought into this. <laughs> I, I, despite that, despite that discrepancy, the art here looks quite cool. Of her inside the suit. I just think Sam was um, cool. It was a cool video game. Yeah, it is. And I got it right, or basically, uh, almost. I was three inches off, and therefore one bar so, because it's three inches. Let's move on to the next thing that uh, that Carlos is interested in and talk about diameter. The diameter of a barnacle um, is about 15 millimeters or 0 0.6 inches. How many barnacle diameters go into the groove diameter of a rifle capable of firing the largest caliber, caliber rifle cartridge? Is that the four bore? I don't know. That's not part, that's not your your hint. The answer is four bore. No, the I'm talking about the the cartridge itself in the hint. So the cartridge was developed by weapon designer JD Jones for SSK Industries in Ohio. The cartridge propels a 3600 grain bullet. Back on these grains like we're farmers. <laughs> Back on these grains, like I gave up my, uh, like I like I gave up on being gluten intolerant. You gotta go to the gym to get those grains. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing it's an inch. I'm gonna say an inch. The diameter of this bullet is an inch, just massive. Um. Because I remember seeing the four-bore rifle cartridge. That was very big. I don't know if it was a full inch, but maybe. Um, which, if you think, oh, a 50, cal 50 caliber, that's a big bullet. This is twice that much. Um, you have a frame of reference. I do. But I made it myself, so you're not anchoring. I'm my own man. Um, <laughs> 15 millimeters is 0. 0.6 inches. So I'm going to say two. I'm just going to go ahead and say two. Two barnacles, final answer? Yes. The correct answer is 1.6. Ah, yeah, it's one inch, isn't it? The, the cartridge is... Uh, the point nine five zero uh, inches JDJ, which is a diameter of zero point nine five inches or twenty four point one millimeters. Yeah, I so just shy of an inch. Yeah. I was just going with the round numbers. I was just like, okay, if fifteen millimeters is point six inches, then we'll get to one point two inches. But that's in bullet size. That's actually a pretty significant difference. Pretty close though. Your good good instincts. 
it turns out you do have better frames of reference for things you're interested but in. But also, we are not talking about astronomical numbers, which makes a big difference. That's true. The things I'm interested in are we, not in the trillions of miles. If I could miles. find an astronomical number in something that you're interested in, I will do it. <laughs> I will find him. I mean, I am interested in. That's from that's from Man of Steel. Uh, uh, I am what? interested in uh, astronomy, but I just have I don't practice astronomy because I don't have uh, the tools or the time. Yeah, this was more about like your current favorite because. When I do measure up, usually it's whatever my current interest is. Like that that week, the thing I de- did a deep dive on that on that week. Oh, so the thing I did a deep dive uh, on this week was the Civil War. So uh, we could have done. And guess what they use in the Civil War? One of my top three guns. Not baby, not children. <laughs> well, I my my top three was guns, guitars, and ga- video games. I forgot about guitars. I mean, I'm always doing I, a deep dive into the world of parenthood, but <laughs> whether you want to or not, so yeah, it's your yes, duty you could do that. No, they they give me enough duty to to <laughs> to last me a lifetime. Well, that's all I've got for that. Maybe next week we can talk about the Civil War and uh, guitars. Yeah, and how rock and roll saved this saved the Union. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, let's do some fast facts before we get into the major fact. Uh, the common barnacle lives in the intertidal zones of most northern oceans all over Scandinavia, Canada, and the UK. It can reach as far south as North Carolina. The constraint is that it only matures and breeds in colder waters, uh, which I hope is not uh, stepping on the major fact too much. Um, but the water needs to be a cer- certain temperature in order for these things to happen. So that's why it only lives in the higher latitudes. Um and intertidal zones are places that are underwater when the tide is high and exposed when the tide is low. So a place that is not always underwater or not always exposed. It has both. Um, so that goes for all the thing, all the places where you think a barnacle would be is that's an intertidal zone. Uh, so like most barnacles, yeah, the common rock barnacle is a filter feeder that uses its siri those little fan tentacles we talked about earlier uh to capture zooplankton zooplankton or however you want to call it um if the oh and and detritus so just little scraps of organic material uh which could be feces it could be dead things it could be uh Bits and pieces of prey. Feces, pieces. Could be feces, pieces. Um, <laughs> it definitely is pieces for of feces. Sh- a lot for of sure. Time. It's great to be a barnacle. Um, if the current is strong, uh, then it'll just hold those tentacles, the Siri, out um, like a net to catch whatever happens to come by. 
But if the current is weak and there's not a water, not a lot of things coming by, it will flap them around uh, rhythmically. So it'll flap its Siri. You know, just life lessons. Um, mm-hmm. But they need to keep an eye out for predators, which you know they can't because <laughs> they don't have eyes. Uh, and they also can't move. So at least in the behavior department that I have here, uh, there isn't a lot to talk about because they are they are stuck in one place, like coral or sea fans. Um, they are predated on by marine snails called whelks, um, small fish called shannies. That's nice. That sounds so Irish. Oh, you cut yourself <laughs> a shanny. Um, the... They're also eaten by sea stars and nudibranchs. So, sea stars, but not brothars. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just searched my the whole Rolodex of my brain for that reference, and I couldn't find it. <laughs> sea stars, not brothars. Sisters. Oh brothers. man. That wasn't even a reference. That was just the no. That was the that pun just did like a a full split. It's so you stretched it so much. <laughs> it's ready to run a marathon. It is fully stretched. So basically, it's e- it's it's easy prey for things that are slow and determined, like snails and sea stars and nudibranchs. And that's that's all I got. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk major fact. I forgot to name this. Maybe we'll come up with it throughout. Oh, I think I know what I'm. Flanky panky. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, barnacles are sedentary, like you mentioned, which means they stick around. They don't go on journeys to the lonely mountain. They remain in tidal pools, stuck to rocks, piers, and poorly maintained watercraft, and sometimes the chinny-chin-chin of a uh, baleen whale, which is, it's got to be the luxury cruise of being a barnacle. You don't have to flap your Siri at all. Yeah, we're going to the food whether we want to or not. Uh, We're going to sail through the detritus clouds left behind by Krill. Um... (laughs) So they, however, they don't reproduce asexually like a starfish. Um, For barnacles, it takes two to tango. When they do set up camp in groups, uh, the nearest neighbors could be inches away. And I say that meaning it could be, that's quite a distance (laughs) for when you want a tango. Unchained. (laughs) Uh, Other (laughs) animals. Other animals in this predicament would go the way of plants and simply release genetic material into the area to be collected by receptive partners. And I forgot what this is called. I don't even know. I Based on like what I was trying to describe to Google, it didn't tell me. But in plants, it's called seed dispersal. But I forgot what that, that is called in animals. Um, hopefully someone will tell us. I forgot too. But barnacles... Barnacles prefer the old-fashioned way, challenges aside. So what can they do? They develop the longest male reproductive organ relative to size of any animal. Did you know this? 
I thought it was the fly, the fruit fly. No, uh, no. That had just like a, I, I thought it had was one too. That yeah, had a had a like a inch long member, despite the fact that it's like a millimeter long. I don't, I don't know. Well, this one's long. Uh, so to call these appendages uh, redacted, a male reproductive organ, to is simply to. Is is to simplify its capabilities. Let's say that um, it's not near. It's not just a male reproductive organ because it can do some pretty crazy stuff. Barnacle doodads do more than make more. <laughs> That's their. That was their political <laughs> slogan when they were trying to get voting rights. <laughs> yeah, uh, it has multiple senses, including touch, taste, and smell, uh, which is necessary because. How else can you tell if you're reaching another barnacle or a scandalized crab? <laughs> it's a violated crab. You gotta crab. taste it. You gotta taste it. <laughs> Let me give that a taste. Is that what I want? No, it isn't. It's a crab. And he's angry. He, t- he tastes and smells angry. Um, <laughs> when, they, when they reach another barnacle with eggs ready for fertilization, their barnacle's senses tingle and they release sperm. Or uh, male germ cells, if you will. Hey, we did the sperm barnacle, episode. We've said that word enough. That's true. Uh, barnacles are hermaphroditic, which means they have both male and female reproductive powers. Any barnacle in an area can have a clutch of eggs and a tidal tickler at the same time. Tidal ticklers. That's good. <laughs> Are they tidal tinklers? Uh, once their eggs, I don't know if they tinkle from the ticklers or not. Um, so once their eggs are fertilized, they will hold on to them and protect them until they hatch into nop, noplii. There's two eyes in a row at the end there. Uh, which are tiny larvae that roam the waters eating and growing. If you want to roam as a barnacle, this is the stage of life for you. Um, and then they turn into cyprids, which need to find a home quickly because they cannot eat during this stage. It's like when you don't want to go to the bathroom in public, you've got to get home. <laughs> you've got to find a home because you can't clock go is ticking. It's the, it's like that, but the opposite. You're trying to put stuff in, but you can't until you get home. <laughs> um, Instead of making detritus, then they become barnacles and the process starts all over again. They become part of the ship, part of the crew, part of the crew. That's right. Part of the uh, promiscuous crew that's sending out tidal ticklers to all the neighbors. Yeah. But until the HOA like cracks down on that. (laughs) But that's all I got. it's Tuesday title tickler. And then on when on every other day of the week, you have to conserve. <laughs> you have to be more you, conservative. You have to, be you more. Have to practice abstinence. Mm-hmm. But Tuesdays are wild. That's an eyes wide shut party, <laughs> which is, if you know what's going on, that's kind of what a, when you look at a group of barnacles, 
that's what's going on. This and it looks like a clear plastic straw. So if you were picturing something more scandalous, you would never even know, and unless but now, now you, you know. know. Now you know if you're swimming around near barnacles. It's it's you're 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 witnessing lewd acts. Yeah. They're tasting around. You're, you're witnessing a swingers party. They're all, this is the end, their end life stage, right? So, you know, it really is just a, it's a, it's a swingers party. It's that party at the beginning of the Grinch. Yeah, but usually, but these guys are doing it specifically to make moss, to live moss to and live, make moss. To, to Taco Bell and Bell some tacos. Talk. I don't know. If, I don't know what I'm saying. It's almost eleven o'clock <laughs> at night. Um, <laughs> Sounded uncouth. Whatever yeah, it was. It. It. I. I still think flanky panky is the best way to describe it. Flanky? Because they're stuck to the flanks of things. Oh, that's right. I thought you said planky, like the walk the plank or plankton. Or okay, yeah, that works too. <laughs> but yeah. So now if you're a little bit grossed out by seeing a cluster of barnacles stuck to something, you now have a legitimate reason to be no grossed reason. out. <laughs> it's the circle of life, you know. Yeah, it's like when a fly land, like a house fly lands on something, and you're like, "Oh, that's gross! I don't want a fly to touch," you know, like my sandwich or whatever. And then you find out that that fly just probably either defecated on your sandwich or laid eggs. It just yeah, you now you just have an even more reason to, to think that what you just saw is I mean, disgusting. Not, not always. If it's been there for a bit, maybe. But like when it lands for a second. It's really just getting a lay of the land. It's and spitting on its hands. Yeah, well. <laughs> no, nothing about what the fly is doing on your sandwich is sanitary. We have a lot of flies, so. Uh, it's, fly it's fly season. season, at least here in Jacksonville, and they are everywhere. Especially on my sandwich. So you got anything else? That's all I got. All right. So for you out there in Podcastia, find a wall, stick to it, and by golly, flap those Siri like your life depends on it, like the common barnacle here in life, death, and taxonomy. Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. podcast. <laughs>
I should have said something about what the major I'm, fact, but I did not know what the major fact was going to I'm be. I'm glad you did. 